Welcome to another episode of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And like I mentioned previously, I'll be coming to you, uh, whether it be weekly, bi-weekly, something like that, with some AFC South news and notes. Of course, talking about the moves in the AFC South and potential moves as well. Uh, I'm going to open up the show, of course, uh, of course, thanking everyone for tuning in. <laughs> of course, uh, of course, you can find Touring the AFC South on all your listening platforms, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio Music. And of course, you can find us on YouTube, where you can see my smiley face. But of course, we do have to get into some news and notes of the AFC South. One of those news and notes, of course, the Titans have finally hired an offensive and defensive coordinator. Now, as far as the offensive coordinator, that would be Nick Holes. Now, he is the Jaguars pass coordinator. Uh, as you can see, the Jaguars had a pretty nice passing game, uh, including you know a career year from Evan Ingram, which you know the last two years he's been very very good for them. I believe Mr. Nick Holes actually played an integral part in him being who he is. So, you know, with the Titans wanting to be more effective in the passing game, it's great that they're bringing in someone that can actually grow the passing game and work with uh, Brian Callahan to grow that passing game and to get it to the levels that they want to get it to. Because that's not let's not, you know, beat around the bush or anything like that. The Tennessee Titans are trying to change their offense to be more uh, dynamic in the passing game. Why not bring in an offensive coordinator that has worked with the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team in the division that has gotten pretty solid play out of tight ends and wide receivers. I mean, you forget Christian Kirk is a very, very talented wide receiver that plenty thought was, you know, they, the Jacksonville Jaguars are crazy to pay him like a number one wide receiver. Well, the numbers didn't lie. He played like a number one wide receiver. Calvin Ridley, guy that has been out of football a couple years, comes in, plays well this year, over a thousand yards. And like I mentioned previously, Evan Ingram, he goes and becomes uh, one of their more reliable weapons. A hundred receptions this season. Previous year, of course, had a very very good year after basically being just discarded by the New York football giants. Uh, not to mention, you do have uh, Jamal Agnew, who is uh, more of a return guy, things like that, converted to a wide receiver. And, of course, look at the development of him. So Nichols has, has uh, you know, some, you know, some definitely some things behind him that bode well. And in my opinion, it's a guy that can help develop the passing game and do the things that Ryan Callahan wants to do. Uh, now, the interesting thing is going to be, can he balance that in the running game? Now, I know the back he had in Jacksonville or the, the back that was the lead back on the team, of course, obviously, was Travis Etienne. Now, I'm not saying that Ty J. Spears is Travis Etienne because he isn't. However, both are can be dynamic in the running and the passing game course with both being able to catch the football and run the football as well. So it's gonna be interesting just to see you know kind of how holes, Nick Holes and Brian Callahan kind of work together to get this offense to a level that he was seeing fit. 
Now, of course, you know, they didn't just hire an offense coordinator. The Titans hired a defensive coordinator. His name is Denard Wilson. Now, Denard Wilson, in case you didn't know, he was the defensive backs coach of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Baltimore Ravens have lost their what is their their defensive coordinator. He is now the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks and uh, Coach uh, McDonald. I can't remember first name right now. Kind of escapes me. But anyway, um, you know, and now, you know, of course, uh, Anthony Weaver, another uh, defensive uh, assistant and, you know, I think I believe an assistant head coach as well and a former player. He is now the defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. And now Denard Wilson is moving from the Ravens to become the coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. Now, for those that are wondering what maybe made him stand out, let's look at the position that he coached for the Baltimore Ravens. He coached the defensive backs. Now, outside of Marlon Humphrey and Kyle Hamilton, what defensive backs can you name for the Baltimore Ravens? I'll give you a second. That's what I thought. Really can't name a ton of them. However, they were one of the best defensive secondaries in the NFL. I will say that Kyle Hamilton Hamilton has grown under Denard Wilson. I mean, just look at the things they were doing with him, one. Two, just look at the confidence and the swagger he played with. You know, you have Marlon Humphrey that was out, you know, a good bit of games this year, yet the secondary still held, held together with guys like Geno Stone. Uh, you got Rocky Sin out there, former Indianapolis Colt cornerback. I mean, all these different players, yet that secondary still making things happen. Now, I know their pass rush was talented and you know of course everybody getting sacks you got Jadavian Clowney, Kyle Vinoy, you got interior office lineman, you got people everywhere making plays and I totally understand that. However, let's not gloss over how good the secondary was. So you know Denard Wilson had a very, very big hand in making that secondary great and also developing other players where they had depth out there. You know, when Marlon Humphrey wasn't in there, they could continue to play good football. So, you know, bringing him here to the Tennessee Titans, if you look at the defensive back play, it's been lacking, uh, especially at the cornerback position. I mean, you have Caleb Farley, who, you know, hasn't played as much as some Titans fans would like, you know, the injury bug. And then, you know, when he's been in there, it just hasn't quite gone his way. Uh, you have Roger McCurry, who is a solid corner, uh, can play inside and outside, makes tackles, plays tough. He does make a mistake from time to time, but you can see the improvement from his first to his second year. Uh, other than that, you know, you have a few young guys out there, Eric Garrar, and you have a few others. But, uh, you know, definitely some interesting things there. You think probably they're going to go after some corners potentially in this free agency and the draft. So that'll be something to watch. And at the safety position, of course, you do have Amani Hooker, uh, and you do have, you know, of course, uh, God, I'm forgetting that guy that's crazy for Edmonds, Edmonds uh, as well. Uh, but it's just been interesting just to see how he works with this secondary, how he, you know, kind of develops them, or you know, what pieces he is able to, you know, or is given to work with, I should say, uh, whether it be free agency or through the draft. Uh, and how he's able to develop the safety uh, safety and cornerback positions. Now, of course, you do want to add in there Elijah Molden. He is a guy that uh, is definitely versatile, 
can do a few things, but it's just going to be interesting to kind of see if he's able to be developed more to be a full-time safety. Is it going to be a nickel? Are they going to use him in multiple positions, kind of like they did Kyle Hamilton? Just, just throwing some thoughts out there. I'm not saying that they're going to do this. I'm just, you know, with Elijah Molden and the different things that he's been able to do over his career, when he came in as a corner, then he could play safety, then he played the nickel as well. I mean, you may as well use the versatility if you have the versatility. Now, the biggest thing is, can he handle doing all those things and being versatile if it is to happen? Now, again, I mentioned, I don't know how they're going to use Elijah Molden. I'm just kind of purely speculating just off the things that I know about Elijah Molden and the things that I see in terms of Elijah Molden, okay? That's all I'm doing. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, definitely it's going to be interesting just to see how that defense develops because if you look at the front, um, you know, of course, you know, it's saying that, you know, Danico Autry is back. Uh, but you do have Jeffrey Simmons up there. You do have uh, Harold Landry. I mean, you have some pieces up front. You have some choices to make up front as well because, of course, you have a couple free agents. But anyway, you do have some pieces there. Uh, of course, you know, saying they do bring back Aziz, I'm, I'm – I'm going to say that they will bring back Aziz. I don't know this for certain, but I think it would be a great move to bring him back. But anyway, if you bring him back and bring in another linebacker beside him, then you're rocking when it comes to your front. Your your front now you just have to make sure to sure up the back of that defense. It'll be interesting just to see what happens, who they spend money on, who they decide to bring in. Who knows? Patrick McQueen could come here. I don't know this. I'm just throwing a name out there. Maybe some Titans fans like that or not. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it'll just be interesting just to see what happens, what schemes he kind of brings in, whether he kind of mix and matches players or not. You know, it's just his defense, his first time doing it. It's going to be great to watch what he's able to make happen. Now, I want to flip on the other side of that and talk about Titans coordinators that are not here. Now, there are two of them, and actually two of them, I believe, got hired by the same team. That would be Shane Bowen. I believe he is the new defensive coordinator for the New York football giants. If someone, if I'm wrong, hey, somebody correct me. Anyway, um, it'll be interesting just to see what he does with those pieces up there. You know, of course, he wasn't necessarily the most blitzing guy when he was here in Nashville. Uh, he does have some pieces that he could potentially work with there. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they go full out to a 3-4 or they stick with kind of maybe doing a hybrid style of defense. Uh, just be interesting to see and watch and, and kind of see that team develop uh, as they go forward. Uh, you know, I'm just interested just to see what he's able to do with that defense. Of course, uh, I believe Adoree Jackson is still there, so it'll be interesting. He'll have kind of have a – uh, reuniting with Adoree Jackson, who used to be a Tennessee Titan as well. So it'll just be interesting to see what he's able to do uh, to develop uh, that that team. Also, uh, kind of uh, offensively, uh, their new tight ends coach is Tim Kelly, who is the, <laughs> the former offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, of course, uh, it'll be interesting just to see how he's able to develop uh, that position uh, with the pieces that he may or may not have. Uh, and then also what he's able to bring in terms of his expertise offensively uh, to uh, Mike Kafka, who is staying on to be the offensive coordinator for the Giants. 
Uh, it'd just be interesting just to see that development, see he's able to kind of make more positions, and then just to see how him and Kafka work alongside each other. Now, Tim Kelly has been a defensive, excuse me, an offensive coordinator a couple of different times within the AFC South, being with the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. And it's just going to be, um, you know, he's in a different role. So he doesn't really have the game plan uh, really much, as much as an offensive coordinator would. So it would be interesting just to see him in a singular role instead of worrying about all the different pieces of the offense. Now, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of free agency. Yes, AFC South style. We're going. We did offense last time. We're going to go two defensive players this time on tour in AFC South with your host Mike Patton. We'll be right back. A shift. A shift is something that happens and changes the dynamics, and that's what happened when Garrett Logistics was born. After ten years as a sales pro in the logistics world of sporting goods. John Garrett decided to pivot to the world of freight and start a brokerage. So you're saying to yourself, why trust Garrett Logistics? Well, Garrett Logistics helps shippers improve overall workflow, along with increased on-time pickup and delivery percentages. Last-minute loads, multi-drop pickups, and more are part of the services with Garrett Logistics. They're available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., all times Central Standard Time. So give them a ring at 615 615- 4008484 that's 615-400-8484 or you can email them at john at garrettlogistics.co or visit their website at garrettlogistics.co garrett logistics where the motto is it's not just freight to us it's your business All right, and we are back on touring the AFC South again with your host, Mike Patton. And, of course, we're going through AFC South news and notes. And there are two defensive players, two defensive players that are impact players that will be free agents this offseason. Both of them having career years. Both of them probably going to get pretty good coin, but one could be affected by his age. But I'm going to start with that one first. The one that's going to be affected by his age, more than likely, it'd be Danico Autry. Danico Autry recorded 11 and a half sacks this year. 11 and a half sacks, y'all. Think about how impressive that is when he's doing it as an interior and then and outside basically an interior offensive uh, defensive lineman and a guy that can actually line up as a defensive end or line up as an outside linebacker yes he did all three of those he played all three of those positions at one point in time during the season pretty amazing 11 and a half sacks. He has the you know the size and the strength to play interior. He has the speed and just the moves to line up as you know as a as a rushing defensive end. And he has the ability to line up as an outside linebacker. That's a lot of versatility, a lot of things you can get out of one player. Just imagine how great a piece that would be for a team to use. Now, I will say this, just just me, 
I think the Titans should bring him back. Maybe a one or two year deal, provided he wants to come back. Just wanted to say that. Now, I will tell you that Danico Autry is a man of few words. So we don't know what's going on between his ears right now. We don't know what his thoughts are. We will just have to watch and let it play out. I mean, for those that remember, he had a pretty quiet free agency when he landed here in Nashville a few years back. And to be honest, he has probably been one of the best free agent signings for the Tennessee Titans in terms of the most uh, production for the money that you're paying someone. So for the Titans, it's a question of do they see him as a piece moving forward? They'd be like, hey, we can use him. We can develop this team. We're not a rebuilding team. We are a retool team. Or do they go the different route, let him go, and then bring in more pieces? Well, it would be interesting just to see. But let's just say they let him go. One place I could definitely – Definitely, definitely see him going. That would be the Detroit Lions. Let me explain. The Detroit Lions this year were a very tough team. They were. They were feisty. They would fight back, things like that. The game was never over in their eyes because Dan Campbell was not going to let it happen. He was going to bite kneecaps and whatever he had to do to make it happen. However, one fatal flaw for this defense for majority of the season was a pass rush. But outside of Aiden Hutchinson, they really did not have a pass rush. Now, you can say James Houston, but James Houston was injured for majority of the season, so you really don't know what he would have brought or not. However, with a Danico Autry added to this defense, you get a guy that can line up a defensive tackle, can line up a defensive end, and he just makes things happen. You know, he's not the fastest, he's not the quickest, but he just knows what he needs to do to get to that quarterback. Because, I mean, he definitely is consistently around, what, seven or eight sacks a year. He's been that way. He was one of the first Titans, I guess, to believe, I believe to be over seven sacks uh, this year uh, for three years in a row you know, since, I believe, uh, Javon Curse for the Tennessee Titans. So, you know, just imagine that that long, long time from Javon Curse to Danico Autry. So if he were to sign with the Lions, now I'm saying this is hypothetically, this is a team I could see him fitting if he were in free agency. That's not to say they are going to sign him. So, Pump your brakes if you, you, you said I think he's leaving. I'm not saying he's leaving. I'm saying if he was to leave, this would be a team that would be a fit for the Nico Autry, in my opinion. So that would uh, he would basically bring someone else to, to take advantage of the attention given to Aiden Hutchinson while being able to camouflage the secondary of the Detroit Lions. Now, I don't know what they plan to do this offseason, but um, – it wasn't pretty in that Detroit line secondary, and they do definitely need to think about what they want to do there because, you know, I know they brought Cam Sutton over from the Detroit, excuse me, not the Detroit Lions, the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Detroit Lions. Let me, let me get it right. <laughs> but 
he just uh, I, I don't think he's the answer for them it, it definitely showed during the playoffs you know especially when Mike Evans was kind of running past him and you know among other were happening this season so I just don't think he's the guy at the cornerback position maybe I'm wrong maybe they bring him they keep him there and and he grows up, grows, you know, grows even more as a player, and ends up being that guy they they felt they were bringing in. But you know, just for you know, just saying he doesn't. Since to say he doesn't, they're going to need some more guys up front to create pressure, and that's where Danico Autry would come in. Now, another guy I want to talk about on the defensive side as well. He had a career year. He's younger than Danico Autry, of course. Danico Autry is thirty three years old, which. That could potentially be a factor. It'll be 34 before the season starts uh, in the NFL next year. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say he's going to get a big deal, like uh, three or four years or anything like that. I could see maybe two to maybe a three-year deal, perhaps. Maybe. We'll see what happens. But, you know, that, I'm thinking maybe a two-year deal would probably be, be the max for Nico at this point in time. Uh, but let's switch over to another uh, pass rusher in the AFC South. That could be on another team. That would be Mr. Josh Allen from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, if you aren't aware, you've been, you know, kind of hiding your head in the sand. Josh Allen had a career high in sacks this year with 17 and a half sacks. 17 and a half of them thanks. That's one heck of a season to go into a potential free agency. Now, of course, you know, they could franchise tag him, but you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, you know, but, you know, let's just kind of paint a picture, though, there. You're bringing in a new defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, from the New Orleans Saints to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's usually running a 4-3 defense. Now, this means that Josh Allen will go back from being a 4-3 defensive end when he was at Kentucky, the University of Kentucky to, you know, the 3-4 outside linebacker in Jacksonville to switch him back to a 4-3, potentially a 4-3 defensive end. Now, it'll be interesting to see if that's something that he decides to do, uh, but it would be something that, you know, it it could help. Maybe he could watch some, a little bit of Cam Hayward tape, try to be that anchor guy. But I, I will say, I don't know if he's necessarily built to be a 4-3 defensive end at this point in his career. Um, you know, he may be built to do it, may not, but you know, of course, we'll see what happens there. And if he does stay, now let's just say he does want to stay in a four three or a three four defense, or you know, or he doesn't kind of you know, the scheme really doesn't matter to him. And let's just say the Jacksonville Jaguars don't want to pay him. One place that could definitely, definitely use his abilities. That would be the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, I said the Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds. I know they need a quarterback, but they need a consistent pass rusher too. Josh Allen will be one of the best on the market this offseason. I think Atlanta has some cap space, some money to burn, and it would behoove them to spend some of it on a pass rusher. Now, I know they have to pay A.J. Terrell eventually, and I know they have Jesse Bates back there that they're paying at safety, but you got to feed some of the money to the guys up front. You have to do so. If you get a Josh Allen out there and he has, I'm not going to say he's had 17 and a half sacks next year. 
I don't think he'll be that high. But I give him maybe, you know, 12, 12, 13, maybe. Even with that amount, that makes that Atlanta defense even better. Now, they were a top 10 defense from majority of the season in certain categories. Adding a pass rusher there that can actually get to the quarterback every single time, and you have to, you basically have nightmares about this guy. That makes their defense a little bit more dynamic and a little bit scarier, in my opinion. Uh, now, before I finish my thoughts on Josh Allen, I do want to hop over to the Torn ASC South inbox. Now, uh, I did talk about uh, the Tennessee Titans defense and Danico Autry. And I did mention about Danico Autry as well as Aziz Alshire. And uh, Corey, Corey uh, Jackson definitely put in the comments said, Autry and Aziz are must signs for the Titans. I, I agree with you. They are definitely very, very big, big players that they need to sign back. But, you know, of course, you know, when you see them, when we see potentially people being free agents, you never know what could happen. They could be, they could want to go somewhere for the money. They could want to go somewhere for a chance at winning. They could want both. You just never know. So, you know, of course, got to hit all of them scenarios, but I do. I uh, think that those two guys, uh, Danico Autry and Aziz Alshire, are very, very important to the Titans next year and that they should sign both of them. Again, I don't know what's going to happen. But we'll see what happens. But getting back to Josh Allen, I could see him being a difference maker for the Atlanta Falcons. They could let go of Bud Dupree. They could, you know, maybe they could keep Kalas Campbell around. Of course, I don't think he's commanding a big number, but get rid of Bud Dupree, slide in Josh Allen, your defense gets better off top, just like that. Because Josh Allen, you know, maybe on a bad year, he still could probably get you like 10 sacks potentially. And if he doesn't get you a lot of sacks, he's going to get you a lot of QB pressures. That was the biggest thing with Josh Allen, not finishing um and not you know getting the, the the sack however he's going to get a bunch of pressures even if he doesn't get a lot of sacks so we'll see what happens when it comes to those two guys and nico Autry and josh allen just wanted to come stop through and give you a few afc south news and notes from me the guy that's always touring the afc south mike Patton. of course you can find me on the artist formerly known as Twitter at Mike Patton 82. That's M I K E P A W T O N 82 on Twitter. Artist formerly known as Twitter, Word to Prince. Of course, you can find me on Instagram and threads at the, that's T H A, not T H E, underscore general underscore N P. Touring AFC South, you can find on YouTube. Just search Touring AFC South. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes there if you'd like to watch the show. And also, if you like to listen to the show, we're available on all your favorite listening platforms, whether it be iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, Spotify, you got Amazon Music, you name it, we are there. I want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. We're out. Peace.